Thank you guys so much for being here tonight. This is, this is pretty cool. We got another packed house. If, um, if, if those of you kind of in the middle, if you can take just a little, a little scoot back just a little bit so that we can give our people up here. Hey, I'm looking out for you, bro. I, I want you to breathe. You know what I'm saying? Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, by the way, especially to the guys in the room, I want to thank you for being here for Battlefield. I know there's a lot of other places you could be, uh, like the One Direction concert, you know? So the fact that you chose this is like awesome, okay? Thank you guys for being here. Hey, uh, I don't know if this is like, like your first time ever to age 12 and you're kind of like new to the whole church thing or maybe you've been coming for like a few weeks and you're still figuring out kind of, you know, where you stand with God and all that or maybe, uh, maybe for you, you've been here like forever. You remember when we were meeting in Don Adkins' basement and then we moved to that like place that smelled like fish, you know, and we were doing that for a little bit and then we were downstairs and all that good stuff. Either way, no matter who you are, I'm so pumped that you're here tonight. And here's the really cool thing. Uh, if you're brand new or if this is like your millionth time here, we're all kind of on the same page because tonight we're starting a brand new series. Uh, and so the, uh, like what we do with series is we talk about a topic for like four weeks and then we get done with that and we move on to the next topic. So tonight uh, we're starting a new series called Battlefield. And here's kind of the bottom line of Battlefield. Uh, the bottom line is the struggle is real. Okay, yeah, that's right. You know this, right? This struggle, this struggle is real. In fact, maybe uh, you've had a moment where you've tweeted this out, right? Or you've seen like your friend tweet out the struggle is real. Or maybe you've like retweeted some like crazy pictures of people with, with the struggle is real. Anyone ever done that before? Anyone ever seen this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was looking online and I saw a few things related to the struggle is real and I found some pictures and I was wondering if I could share these with you. Okay, so here we go. This is number one. Okay, for some people, the struggle is they don't have a toaster. So what are we going to do? No fear. We got a coat hanger and an oven. Okay, it's a little bit of an overkill. But uh, if you ever find yourself with some bread and you want to make toast and you don't have a toaster, then the struggle is real. You can do this. Okay, here's the next one. Um, you know, when you're shopping at Payless and you can't quite find the shoe you want to get, it's all good. Get you some masking tape and a good pen. Okay, it's got to be a good pin because after all, you're responsible for that logo right there. You want to make it look good, right? So the struggle is real, not able to get the real Nike stuff, so they got this. Uh, here's the next one. Yeah, so those of you that are driving and you, uh, you're afraid that like, you know, your headlight's going to go out and then what am I going to do and I can't afford Pet Boys, you know? Well, no fear, just go to Walmart and grab a flashlight and some duct tape and you're totally golden, right? So the struggle is real right there. This last one, this is, this is my favorite. Okay, we got some Beats by Dr. Dre going on right there, you know. Beats by Dr. Bray, I think is what it actually says, right? Like it's a little, it's not quite up to par. This is my favorite part about this, okay? He's got some like old school speakers that he has taped to his face. But then he's playing the music on an iPhone, you know? It's like, bro, I think you could afford some Beats anyways. Uh, so, so the struggle is real, right? Like you get this. Uh, there have been moments in your life where you've had some sort of struggle, right? You get it. Like, I don't have to convince you. And maybe for you, it's not, um, it's not related to, like, making toast or having, like, a headlight or something. But for you, like, you've got something in life right now that's a struggle. And there have been moments where maybe you've talked to your friends or, or maybe you've talked to, like, a coach or, uh, or, you know, maybe you've talked to me or maybe your, your life group leader and you're like, ah, oh, it's the struggle right now, right? Like, some of you, I, I actually just talked to, to a student right before the service for some of you, the struggle is school, right? Yes, you're like, come on. 
right? Because it seems like no matter what you do, you just can't quite get ahead, you know? And like your teacher keeps giving you more stuff and you've got all this homework to do and then you've got this like project and then they added requirements to the project and then there's this like group project, but like the three other people haven't done anything and it's all been you, right? The struggle is real. You're like so upset. And then, then you got that one teacher that like keeps giving you assignments, keeps giving you stuff. And you're like, I don't think they realize I have other classes, you know? Like I could do the stuff they've asked me to do if that was the only class I had, but I got other classes. And then your parents, like, you know, they want to have a talk with you and they're like, hey, you got a, uh, you got a B and that's not acceptable in this family. And you're like, but I passed, right? But, but you know, they're still upset. And they're like, I think we need to talk about time management. And you're like, I got a good idea for time management. We can end this conversation right now. And then I can go do some homework, right? Because for you, the struggle, the struggle is school. Or maybe, maybe there's some of you that uh, the struggle is actually with your bae right now, right? It's like, it's like you, it's you and her, and you're struggling. By the way, those of you in the room, those of you in the room that are like dating someone right now, and you're like, you know what? We're really not struggling it's probably because you've been dating for like three days, okay? Just give it like a month and you will struggle, okay? And, and, and uh, here's the deal. Here's the deal. When it comes to like, when it comes to, uh, uh, when it comes to dating, when it comes to relationships, uh, stuff, um, the struggle is always related to like what you know, okay? It's always related to what you know. Like, like for the girls in the room, their side of the relationship, they're always upset because he just, he should have known right? Like, he should have known to call me. He should have known. And you know what? He should have known that was my favorite song. He should, like, why didn't he? That's my favorite. He should have known that was my favorite color. He should have known to text me. I'm feeling lonely right now. How did he not know to text me, right? How does he not know what I'm thinking? He should have known. He should have known. And then for all the guys in the room, the struggle is, we don't know anything, okay? Your expectations are way too high. Like, it is, it is bad enough that we have to, like, remember our own name, and now you want us to, like, remember, like, dates and anniversaries and the first time we, we, we saw this and the first time you heard that song, and you're like, I can't, like, I can't, like, it's just a struggle, right? It's a struggle for the guy. It's a struggle for the girl. Or maybe you're, like, sitting in the room right now, and you're like, man, I wish that was my struggle. Like, like I wish, I wish my struggle, like, like right now my struggle is, Hashtag single people, you know, like I, I, it's just like, like I'm forever alone and all my friends have their like homecoming dates and now there's stuff that's happening. But for me, I'm alone, right? And that's your struggle. And here's what we often do when it comes to, when it comes to like struggle, when it comes to things that may not be going as well as you, as you hope they would. We tend to believe something I like to call the one day myth, okay? And this is actually in your notes, so you can write this down. The one day myth is this. When one day comes, the struggle will cease. When one day comes, the struggle will cease. When one day, one day, like, like when we get there, finally the struggle will cease, right? And so, and so maybe for you, those of you that like your struggle is being, is being single, being all alone while all your friends are dating someone, you're thinking one day, one day like when, when she notices me, right? Like, like one day, when he and I get together. One day, finally, when we're dating. Like one day when I'm not alone, then everything is going to be different. Then the struggles are going to go away. 
then I'm going to feel good about myself. When one day comes, the struggles, the struggles will cease. And maybe there's some of you in the room that are like, that are like juniors and seniors, and you're like looking towards the future, and you're counting down the days, and you're like, one day when I'm out of this house, the struggles will cease. Like one day when I'm no longer under my parents' roof, the struggles will cease. When I'm done with their dumb rules and all the stuff that they want me to do, finally, 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 the struggles will cease. Maybe you're like, when I'm done with this school, right? Like I've just had enough of this school. One day, one day, the struggles, the struggles will cease. And maybe for you, the one day myth is a little bit more, it's more personal. Because maybe for you, the one day myth is like centered around gossip. And you're like, one day when she stops gossiping, like one day, when, one day when she stops lying, one day when finally she's found out, then everything will be better. Because right now my life is tough. Right now I'm struggling. It's because of her. But one day, one day when she stops, one day when my circumstances change, one day, one day, one day, then the struggles will cease. And this is, this is a neat idea, but the problem with the one-day myth is that it's a myth. <laughs> that one day gets here, and the struggles continue. That it's true that one day you're not going to be a sophomore anymore, you're going to be a junior. But what you'll find is the struggles continue. And one day you will be free of your parents' rules, but the struggles will continue. And one day maybe you're going to be dating her, you're going to be dating him. Maybe, maybe one day you're going to be with him, or maybe one day you're not going to be with that person anymore, and that one day will come, but what you'll find is the struggles continue. And one day leads to one day leads to one day, and the struggles keep going. And then there's something that makes matters worse, right? The thing that's tough is that struggles have a cost. And you know this, right? Like, like struggles always have a cost, whether it's whether it's a dating struggle, whether it's a family struggle, whether it's a school struggle, there's always a cost. And sometimes the cost is, is a broken relationship. Sometimes the cost is a broken heart. Sometimes the cost is, is a broken family. Sometimes the cost is shame or regret. Sometimes the cost is you just don't feel as good as you used to. But the struggles always have a cost. And so this is a problem, right? Like if, if one day doesn't lead to a solution, and if the struggles are always costing us, then what do we do? In other words, how do we fight? How do we fight against these struggles? Like if you and I have struggles, and these struggles always have a cost, and one day doesn't fix it, then what will? How on earth, how on earth do we fight against these struggles? And this is exactly what this whole series is about. See, I think this question is incredibly important, so we're going to spend four weeks talking about this. How do we fight against these struggles? In fact, this is so important because, because this has been happening for centuries. Like for thousands of years, people have been asking these questions. People have been struggling, waiting for one day, and then one day gets here, and nothing changes, and the struggles keep happening. In fact, even, even during like the time of Jesus, there were people that were struggling. And people were struggling with gossip. People were struggling with family relationships. People were struggling all over the place. And so there was a guy named the Apostle Paul. He was actually a follower of Jesus. And he actually wrote about this. Because underneath every single struggle is something deeper. And so I want to look. I want to look together at what he said. So we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, you should have your Bibles that are like right in front of you. Or if you didn't get one, there's some on the sides and also up here. But we're going to look 
Um, if you grab one of our Bibles, these are uh, going to be on page 1,177. So page 1,177, 1177. And there's a guy, uh, this guy named Paul. Here's what he did. He, he kind of started a gathering that was a lot like H12. And uh, after he started it in this little town called Ephesus, he decided to head out from Ephesus and go plant some other churches. Uh, and then he, he cared so much for the people of Ephesus, he actually wrote them a letter because they were struggling because times were tough because there was family drama and there were friends drama and there was, there was husband and wife drama and there was all this stuff going on. So Paul actually writes them. And right at the end of his letter to them, he starts talking specifically about the struggle. And so this is where it starts, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. He says, finally, okay, I'm getting to the end of my letter. Finally, this is, this is kind of the summation of everything that I've said. Finally, be strong in the Lord. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Now, now this is huge because he's setting the stage for us when we talk about struggles. What he's saying is what you got to do is you got to put your strength in the Lord. It's not finally be strong in your strength and in your mighty power. Or finally, be strong in all the things that you've learned at age 12. Finally, finally, be strong by raising your hands and singing when the band starts playing. That's not it. That's not it. He said, finally, be strong in the Lord. In other words, your strength, your strength in the struggle is the Lord. Now, now that's true, but maybe for you, you're like, okay, that, that still like doesn't really help me, right? Like, okay, I need to be strong in the Lord. But what does that mean? So he goes on to explain exactly what that means. This is what it means. So in light of all that, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Whoa, Paul. Oh, hold up, hold up, buddy. Time out, man. We were just talking about like my struggle. You know, like we were, we were just talking about my ex-girlfriend and now you're talking about the devil's schemes? I mean, she's bad, but she's not the devil, you know, like chill out for a little bit. Like, why did you switch? Why did you switch from talking about these struggles to then talking about the devil? That is so extreme. And so Paul goes on to explain, because there's a reason that he said that. The next verse, he said, for our struggle, your struggle and my struggle, your struggle with your parents, your struggle with your grades, your struggle with that boyfriend, your struggle with the girlfriend, your struggle with your friend or your ex-friend. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. What that means is when you, when you struggle against your parents, you're not actually struggling against your parents. See, see when you struggle against like your boyfriend, your girlfriend, you're not struggling against your boyfriend or girlfriend. Like it, it's, not, it's not that you're struggling against your ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend or ex-friend or that person that's gossiping about you or that person that's lying about you. In other words, your enemy, your enemy is not who you think it is. See, your enemy is not who you think it is. It's not against your parents. It's not against him. It's not against her. There's a different enemy. See, see, there's something going on underneath the surface of your struggles. It's not against flesh and blood. And so he goes on. He says this. He says, for your struggle is not against flesh and blood. Your enemy is not who you think it is. But instead, here's who it's against. It's against the rulers and against the authorities. And then next, next slide. Uh, and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces 
of evil in the heavenly realms. See, your enemy and my enemy is not physical. It's not flesh and blood. It's spiritual. It's spiritual. See, see, when you're struggling against him or against her or even against that circumstance, it's not about them. Your enemy is not who you think it is. See, the struggle, the struggle that you're going through, the struggle is real, but the struggle is spiritual. The struggle is spiritual. Every struggle you're going through, there's something happening underneath the surface. There's an invisible reality that you and I don't see. But it's actually a big reason that you're struggling. Because your struggle is spiritual. See, I, uh, I get to work with uh, middle school and high school students. That's like my full-time job. And I know some of you are like, but you just like work like an hour a week, right? No, there's actually a lot more, a lot more to it. But um, I've been working with students for a while. And I remember what it was like at the very first church uh, that I worked at. Um, it was in Athens, which was pretty cool. And uh, I was like the part-time worship leader and part-time student pastor and part-time like kind of jack of all, all trades, like doing all these different things. And uh, the youth group that we had was uh, nine people, okay? Middle school, high school, all together. We had nine people, which was like, whoa, that's awesome. And, uh, and then I, I, you know, I came in, and after a year, after a year of being there, we grew that thing to 11 people, okay? Which was pretty good, because we had someone graduate, okay? So that was at like three, plus three. So um, in, in, that, in that span of a year, we went from nine to 11, which is, which is pretty cool. And then uh, in addition to that, we actually had a student in our ministry accept Christ, which was awesome. So after a year, we had this girl accept Christ, um, by the way, those of you wondering, I did not lead her to Christ. My wife did, because uh, she is awesome. And uh, so she kind of like did all the heavy lifting for the, for the student ministry. But, um, but I look at that, and, and that's kind of the norm when you talk about like teenagers getting together to like chase after God. That's the norm, is going from 9 to 11, maybe if you're lucky, 12. Here at age 12, in the past year, uh, we've had over 50 students accept Christ. Over 50. That is unreal. That is un unbelievable. 50 students accept Christ. In fact, many of you in the room are like those 50. These aren't just numbers. Like these are names and souls and people with a story. For some of you, that was even, that was even last week. That you said yes to Jesus. <laughs> and here's what's crazy. We didn't even have 50 people a year ago total, right? Like, like in the past year, our numbers have over tripled. We had over 200 people last week. Over, like what? We had over 200 people here last week hanging out. It was unbelievable. And in addition to all this, there have been lives that have been dramatically, dramatically transformed. Families, entire families that have been turned around. People that said they would never go to church that now are the most plugged in people here at age 12. We've had like addictions be broken. We've had shame completely gotten rid of. People that had no idea that God would forgive them that now recognize that God actually loves them. What God is doing here at age 12 is extraordinary. I mean, I mean it's, almost, it's almost miraculous. Like, like when you look at what God's doing, it is unlike anything else I've ever seen before. 
but the struggle is real. Because see, the past six months, there's been something happening underneath the surface as well. See, because even though God is doing some unbelievable stuff in our midst, we've, uh, we've also had a lot, of, a lot of struggles as well. We've had students um, gossiping about one another and lying to each other. And because of that, that's caused friendships that were once like rock solid to completely fall apart. We've had people that have completely left the ministry that were once a part of this. They were plugged in and now they're no longer a part. We've had people return back to the addictions that they once left. We've had people go back to um, drugs and the alcohol, even though they know that Jesus is better. What's crazy is that like every time... God begins to do something among us at age 12, it's like there's a spiritual opposition to that. Because every time there's like an amazing night or every time we've got plans for God to do something unbelievable here, something breaks down. Something goes haywire. Something doesn't work. There is a struggle. Because the struggle is spiritual. It's not, it's not just physical. It's spiritual. And so maybe, maybe the reason, like the reason that you're struggling with gossip is not because you struggle with gossip. Maybe it's because there's spiritual opposition to what God is doing here. And the reason you feel like more tempted, like now, more than ever to go back to the lifestyle that you left, maybe it's not because that lifestyle is better. Maybe it's because God is doing something here. But the struggle is real. It's happening. And... It's spiritual. It's spiritual. And so, and so here's the question I want us to wrestle with tonight. What would you do? What would you do if you knew it was not about him or her? Like, what would you do if you were 100% positive, you knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that it wasn't about him, that it wasn't about her, that your struggle was not against flesh and blood? but instead your struggle was against something spiritual. What would you do? Because see, maybe for some of you, um, you've been like fighting with your parents <laughs> and uh, you, you might have thought that the reason you're struggling with them is because they're lame and their rules are outdated and it just doesn't make any sense and you're just angry. But maybe it has less to do with your parents being lame and it has more to do with something spiritual, an opposition that's trying to divide your family. And so maybe tonight, for you recognizing that there's something spiritual happening means actually apologizing to your mom or saying I'm sorry to your dad. Or maybe it's looking at your parents, and even though they've messed up, it's recognizing that it's not just them. That your enemy is not who you think it is. Maybe tonight is the night that you begin the process of forgiving them. Because your enemy is not who you think it is. Maybe for some of you in the room, you've been struggling against lust. And that's been a battle for you. Maybe, maybe... It's not about, like, getting fulfilled sexually. Maybe it's about opposition 
trying to get you off track spiritually. Maybe it has less to do with your desires and your wants and more to do with spiritual opposition because God is doing something here. Because our struggle, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not about the girl at the other side of the computer screen. It's not about your boyfriend or your girlfriend. It's about something spiritual. Or maybe, maybe for you, the, um, the struggle you've been having is gossip. And uh, I don't know why, but maybe you're, you're, you're struggling right now because you just can't seem to help it. And you're lying about people and you're talking to other people about things that is no business of theirs. And maybe tonight is the night that you recognize that it's not about gossip. It's about spiritual opposition trying to divide what's happening here. And maybe for you, you've been lied about. Maybe you're on the other side of that gossip and she's been saying those things that aren't true to you. (laughs) And you thought it was her. You thought she was the enemy because she was the one that was lying because she was the one that was gossiping because she was the one that was running her big mouth and she shouldn't have done that. And maybe tonight is the night that you recognize it's not just about her. Your enemy is not who you think it is. And maybe for you, like she's gossiped about you, so you felt like that's giving you permission to then talk about her to other people, right? That like you've got to get out of jail free card so you can actually go and you can gossip about people because after all, she started it. And maybe tonight is the night that we just lay down our weapons and we stop fighting against one another and we start fighting our common enemy, which is spiritual. Because your enemy is not who you think it is. And so maybe, maybe tonight is a night that you need to go and you need to apologize to some people that you've gossiped about. That you need to go up to them and say, I don't know why I've been doing this, but tonight I just want to say I'm sorry. Or maybe for some of you, you're on the other side of that and tonight is the night that you need to approach her or him and you need to say, I forgive you. I forgive you. Because see, your enemy is not who you think it is. We are not struggling against one another. We're not struggling against flesh and blood. What we're struggling against is something far greater. See, because God loves what is happening here. And God is all about the life change that he is bringing in each one of you. And he is your strength in your struggle. Because the struggle is spiritual. And it is most definitely, definitely real. Let me pray for you. God, I, uh, I'm so grateful um, for these words that you've preserved for us. And uh, I know that I have a tendency to think that it's, that it's all about the other person that I'm fighting with. It's about my parents or it's about him or it's about her. But tonight I pray that you would awaken these students to the truth that there is a spiritual reality that they do not see. And our struggle is not against one another. And our struggle is not against him and it's not against her. It's not against our friend or our ex-friend or our ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend. But instead, our struggle is spiritual. There's something going on underneath the surface. And we need you. We need you 
to be our strength. And so, God, I pray that these students would hold on to the words of Ephesians and they would depend on you no matter what struggle they're going through. God, I pray for the conversations that are going to happen later tonight. Maybe there's some people in this room that they need to go and talk to an accountability partner and say, I need help because I'm gossiping. Or I need help because I'm lusting and I'm looking at things I know I shouldn't look at. Or maybe there's some people that need to talk to the people they've wronged and said, I'm sorry because I've been struggling against you, but our struggle isn't against one another. It's against something far bigger than us. That there's a common enemy that we have and we need to do this together. God, I pray those conversations would go well. And I pray that you would give these students the boldness and the courage to begin having those conversations before the night is out. They don't need to wait till tomorrow. They don't need to wait till um, even, even later tonight that maybe as they're on their way to Chick-fil-A or maybe as they're on their way to the connection groups, they would begin having those conversations right now. And I pray that you would, you would breathe life into these students you would give them holiness give them forgiveness and restore these relationships and we believe you can do this and so we pray all these things in Jesus powerful name amen